So I'm here with Haley Pace, Siobhan Richardson, Adriana Prosser. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, crowdfunding um, and, and theater. And I sort of come from a, a certain spot on this where I think that indie theater does a really, generally, a really bad job of crowdfunding. <laughs> because to my mind, and, and we can get into this, I'm going to talk for a little bit. Or and if I if I'm if I'm talking bullshit, please tell me I'm talking bullshit. <laughs> but um, generally, I think the kind of thing that I see on a lot of these things is basically treating it like it's a charity, mm-hmm. where um, we see the kind of thing like our perks. We have this thing like help us do this thing and donate to our cause. And for ten dollars, we give you a social media shout out. For forty dollars, we'll put you. We'll thank you on our website. For seventy five dollars, we'll thank you in our program. For a hundred dollars, we'll give you a letter of thanks signed by the cast. And for one hundred twenty five dollars, give you a ticket to the show. And usually, the show really only costs like twenty dollars. Um, and if ge- that, if that. <laughs> and so and so, these are the kind of things that I see in a lot of uh, a lot of of crowdfunding campaigns for indie theater, and. I think about the 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 campaigns that I I have funded, mm-hmm. and there's two things. Either I really love the people, and I fund a few of those. But of the crowdfunding campaigns that I have funded because I loved the campaign, it was always because I wanted the perk. Hmm. The perk made me say, "I gotta have that," and. So there's a couple of things that I kind of see in terms of the way that uh, we use crowdfunding when we use it in indie theater is that, number one, we look at it, like I said, as charity. And number two, our perks suck. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> yeah. um, and when we look at it as, as charity, are we – I don't think that's what crowdfunding is. I think that crowdfunding is – I think they're investors – rather than um, uh, donators. I think that they're, to my mind, I think that they're investors rather than people who are donating to your your cause. So the difference being then for you, an investor, uh, someone who gives to a crowdfund, is look, really looking to get something back. Yes. And it's not necessarily I'm giving you this to support the show, but I'm giving you this because I directly get something out of it. Yeah. And it's not the same as the kind of investor where it's like, and maybe you'll get the cut of the house, of the profits. It's a different kind of investor, yeah. but the people are investing their money to get something. Um, and you see that in like, you know, Exploding Kittens was like this crowdfunding campaign that, that, that I backed. And number one, I mean, it had the advantage of it was the oatmeal, the guy behind the oatmeal, which is a big web comic, right. um, putting this game out. And he... So he had a following, but the game looked so awesome that you were like, okay, so for $50, I get a copy of the game plus I'm in, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But the problem with theater is that it's an experiential process. Yeah. And so it's not a, it's not a tangible thing. It's a moment. And so when you're crowdfunding, I feel like a lot of theater companies don't know how to make a perk outside of the show that they're making. Well, I have seen a lot of people give that one level, or the first level even, is tickets to the show. So it's essentially pre-selling the show. Sure. Yeah. Um, And then on top of that, but yeah, it comes back to the same thing, though, is that because it's an experience, for a lot of the campaigns you see, the next thing is some kind of social media shout-out. 
And but I've seen other campaigns where yeah. that's the first thing they suggest. That's, the first level is a shout that out. is so, usually the shout out. But yeah. I kind of think that thanking people on social media and on the website and in the program, that's something you should be doing anyway. anyway. Yeah. That's like your base. So I guess the, the, the question is when we're looking at, at crowdfunding and there's a lot of questions here. So, and I don't want this to be like the Phil show of, uh, of Phil talking, but I think that um, we, there's a real problem and I, I don't know what the answer is. Otherwise I wouldn't have to have this. I'd do a monologue for like five minutes and put that out there and everybody would know what the answer to their crowdfunding woes was. But I don't know what the answer is. Well, I think at this level, like if you're starting independently, mm. like to, you can't expect people to care, mm -hmm. really. I mean, the people who are going to be funding your projects are your friends, and they are your family, or like your ex-professors who believe yeah. in your work. Yeah. Like, that's the reality of the situation, mm -hmm. and that's the reason why I think a lot of perks like those are made. Yeah. Because it's not like really taking it seriously in that form, but it's also like at the beginning level when you're first starting yeah. like that is who is going to be funding mm -hmm. your projects yeah. and when you get to like a different level you can start promising perks that are more expensive mm -hmm. because also at an independent level you can't necessarily like pay for things like a custom made t-shirt that wow. is like you know a beautiful print mm -hmm. of you know the show's logo and for that you need to have good designers you yeah. need to have good people who yeah. are behind these perks like these big companies who are making these perks have designers they have teams of people who know <clears throat> how to market things yeah so it's almost like people who are setting perks need to actually think about their circle of friends or their close network and go what awesome perks can i create if, with if, my network so yeah. you do but you're doing so that means you're doing a lot of asking before you do the asking, you have to plan yeah. it. You have yeah, to plan you your list you of people. You have to open an Excel document and say, who is absolutely going to donate to me? Who is likely to maybe say, oh, maybe. And you're talking the money and not the perks end. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, like, in my experiences, like, not even half the <laughs> people got perks. Mm -hmm. They donated because they knew me, because they knew my work, or because they were close friends of mine right. or their family nothing to do with perks <clears throat> even though my perks were like even you your know, perks were pretty good they were pretty i mean your perks right. were pretty good yeah um but, can, could know. could we could we talk about the perks that you offered uh yeah um one of them was uh because my show was called the teeny tiny music show so it was inspired by guerrilla marching bands mm -hmm. so the whole stick of the show was that um throughout the duration of it it would start as a uh, solo singer and a pianist, and throughout the duration, more musicians would come up by surprise. Mm -hmm. So it was a love story I was telling. So um, one of the perks were uh, the band will uh, record <clears throat> a love song uh, for you. So um, you tell me your love story, I will write the lyrics, and then our music director will write the music, and then our band will record the song, and then you get like a custom That's a sort pretty of cool perk. Yeah. Pretty huge your love story. Yeah. What, was, what was a monetary level for that? That was 140. 150, I think, mm. and then 100, we did a cover of your favorite song. Mm. So that guy who did 150 gets a cover by the band, and he gets oh right a okay, love song. Yeah. So 
um, that's not only creative for us, yeah. but like we have to get together. We have to get the band together. Everyone's going back to school. We have to like reorder the recording equipment. Like it's gonna cost me money yeah. to do yeah. the perk, but like it's awesome. We got yeah. 150 bucks out of the guy. Yeah. So it's like our show is funded. We paid the musicians. It worked out, but yeah. who's paying for it in the end? Me. Well, that's the. That's, <laughs> I guess right? you know that's that's a good question about 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 perks because you want to make sure that you can afford the perk. Mm -hmm. So. Do you set your perk at a level where you sort of research how many of, like, at what point is this affordable? Yeah. Like, if you're offering a t-shirt, if the t-shirt costs you $20, you can't really offer the t-shirt at the $20 perk level. Um, but then you can't just, you can't just get, like, if somebody gives you $100, they can't just get a t-shirt because then it's like, this costs you $20. Yeah, you have right? to do but, the yeah. other things that yeah. follow. Like, yeah, it costs money, and I know Indiegogo <laughs> offers shipping rates. Mm -hmm. Like you can add on like the extra four dollars mm -hmm. it takes to ship the item to the okay. person. So that's why you get sometimes weird numbers when you're right. raising money. Mm -hmm. um, but even that alone doesn't cost like the production element, no. right? It's yeah. Like, who wants to? That's why I think sometimes the artist has to eat shit, and just if you want to get money for your show, like sometimes you have to eat shit and. You know, it costs money to make art, mm -hmm. just like it costs yeah. money to make anything. I, you know, I really do think that 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of disagree with you there because if I wanted to eat shit, I can do <laughs> I can do that on my own. <laughs> I don't need yeah. to crowdfund to eat shit. Yeah. So, like my idea, like what I what I really want to try to find out is what could we do to not eat shit? To not eat shit, <laughs> like because I and I'm gonna call them out because uh, they're not they didn't do it this year. And the artistic director is is not the artistic director, but last year the Clown Festival, mm -hmm. last year the year before, Clown Festival, Toronto Clown Festival did a, a crowdfunding campaign, and those were basically their perks, except that for like a hundred dollars you got a a clown nose or something, and I thought mm -hmm. the clown nose costs you seventy five fucking cents. Why yeah. do I? Why is this a perk? But they're like they were like the poster child. For the kind of crowdfunding that you hate, that I hate, yeah, that yeah, enrages yeah. me, mm -hmm. because we wonder why these campaigns don't meet their goals. Like they never came close to yeah. their goal. Yeah, and and they were pinning a lot, I think, on their crowdfunding campaign. I I think it all comes back to the approach to crowdfunding. Yeah, it comes what you were saying. Is this a charity or not? A lot of people seem to, and I, I know this from some of my own research and from some of the stuff I was actually doing as a uh, looking to start crowdfunding campaigns. A lot of people approach it like, oh, I put this up and then it goes out on the internet and people give me money, as yeah. opposed to that's got to be your day job no. for that amount of time. Like, I think people don't often realize what yeah. you were saying yeah, yeah. before, Haley, about mm -hmm. you've got to, who's going to give you money? You've got to open that list. Who? Who are the 100 people you're going to contact and assume only 10% are actually going to give you money? Mm -hmm. And they talk about um, some of the research that, that I was doing for uh, raising money for another project. Um, talking about getting a certain percentage of your funding beforehand because the successful campaigns have a ton of money promised already. Mm -hmm. So that by the time your your campaign is up for like a day, you are Or you're trending. Exactly you're like getting up there. Yeah. You're already 20% funded. Because you've all, and I was talking with another producer who said they were doing a crowdfund and that they wanted to make their numbers that they had on the website 
So at the nth hour, they were doing all the phone calls, and he's like, I'd rather not do a crowdfund in the future because I'm just going to make those phone calls mm. and get the money. However, if you reverse that, if you do all of that asking beforehand so that on the day of, and depending on what kind of relationship you have with your funders, you either call them up the day before on the day of and say, hey, don't forget, today's the day. Please make your payment this mm -hmm. morning. Or you get their credit card number beforehand and you make their payment for them mm -hmm. that morning mm -hmm. so that you start really strong because that's what's going to get you trending. That's what's going to get you more yeah. money is what do you do to make it look like? Yes. more successful. So well, it's not just yeah. a perks thing. Like yeah. They seem to be yeah. focusing a lot yeah. on what the people get, yeah. but yeah. it's the process of coming, yeah. building. You need a good, if you're going to have a month-long campaign, you need a month-long ahead of time mm -hmm. to plan it. And well, yes. yeah, because, and, and that's... You can't pop out of nowhere. No. Exactly. You have to, especially with social media nowadays, like everything you is in front of your eyes yeah. constantly. And people are like this constantly. And that's a great opportunity for me as an independent artist to put my images in front of your face mm -hmm. so yeah. you know everyone on my Facebook knows I'm doing a show because everything on my wall is about my show. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, six months before I started a crowdfunding campaign years. that yeah. I even didn't even know I yeah. was going to do this show. Because yeah. you're building your already, network. You're building your network. You're, you're getting people excited. People are seeing your process. Yeah. They love that. They love that. That's what they say a lot about the perks of uh, perks of crowdfunding is mm -hmm. yeah. depending on how you approach it a lot of what people want is they want a personal engagement oh Yo, yeah, so yeah. You, yeah that's why sure. you pay 50 bucks for a t-shirt mm -hmm. is because part of your perks beforehand are not just the shout out yeah. but are the windows into like maybe you get to watch a live cast of a rehearsal yeah maybe you are uh, or if you can't be actually in the hall maybe there's some kind of thing that people don't know about what we do as artists in our own time that they get to be a part of. But it has to be something that's exciting enough and accessible to people who aren't just artists. Yeah, so like yeah, yeah. a table read is maybe not the most yeah, exciting. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> people love things. They love stuff. Yeah. Like they love stuff and yeah. things. And, you know, like crowdfunding that I see that are successful are like candles that are wax cats and are metal skeletons underneath when you burn them. Yes, like yeah, yeah. People buy that shit. Yeah. And because they love stuff. So it's like if you you have to get into the mind of mm -hmm. who is going to be funding you and think about what they would like. What yes. do they want? Yeah. Do they really want to see a rehearsal? They probably really don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. They want something that's like that that it's given to them, mm -hmm. right? Something that they would care about. So you have to think really hard about that. And by all that thinking, though, it goes back to all of the pre-plan. Like I think the fact that a lot of people don't when they think of crowdfunding and when they think of social media and whatnot because this is where crowdfunding really lives um that these are all called campaigns mm -hmm. and that's what Indie yeah. indiegogo and, and kickstarter call it they're like would you like to start a campaign yeah. because yeah. it's like you're campaigning for president mm -hmm. you need to knock on doors you need to say what you're going to give them you need to be transparent you need to be authentic you need to do all of these things and that's hard and so I don't think a lot of people understand uh, just exactly what they're what they're getting into when they're actually crowdfunding because it's actually really hard work. Um, that actually and and that it goes back to when you first sign up for Twitter, when you first make your um, branded page on Facebook, when you first make your Instagram account. That it starts with "Hi, we're here, and this is what we do," mm -hmm. because that's when it starts. It doesn't start the day when you're like, oh, I'm going to make an account on Indiegogo. No, it, it has already begun. 
because you need to build the audience that's going to listen because you can't just shout into the void because too many people do that. Um, you get lost. And there's not enough promoted tweets, tweets and boosted posts that can get you to the people who want to listen to you. You need to actually have a network to build off of. Mm-hmm. Like you need something to stand on beforehand. Yeah. Um, and so... It, it, it's frustrating when people want to to dive into end results without knowing just how much effort it yeah, takes to no. begin oh, with. Yeah. Because yeah. When, when you're saying oh, you need to think and you need to you need to do that, and I and I, as 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 a person who lives in social media a lot, is um, the listening part to mm-hmm. get you to start thinking that you need to do the listening part beforehand, mm-hmm. like how you were saying, who's going to actually show up, mm-hmm. who's at the 50%, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I might, and who are the people who are going to be pushed over the edge with a really cool perk, that you have like these different divisions, and mm-hmm. you do that, mm-hmm. you understand that from your analytics, from listening to um, your audience that already exists, and I think that's the hard part of indie theater, being like, well, I don't really have an audience that already exists, and therein lies the rub. You know what's interesting is I just want to I want to actually talk about that that Excel list that you made. Yeah. About like who are the people in your network? Because I mean, one of the things about yeah, yeah. one of the questions that I always have, like I've done a couple of Indiegogo campaigns, and I think the mistake that we made was thinking somehow we've got to get outside of our network. The only way we're going to be able to do this if we can get outside of our network. And of course, couldn't get outside of our network. But to go back to your list, if you know who's in your network, you can create the perks that appeal to the people in that network. You can sort of think about, okay, so who's on this list? What would push these people over to support us? Like what kind of perks? What would make them go what from a ten dollar donation yeah, yeah. to a fifty dollar yeah. I think that, you know, audio um, the kind of people we know who'll give us money are very diverse. Mm-hmm. And they don't always fit in the same category. Mm. Like, um, for example, like my um, former professors are in a completely different category mm-hmm. than like my mom. Yeah, yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And but your mom is going to give you money. And same with the professor. Yeah. Same with my professor. For yeah. nostalgic reasons. But if there are other proud, people right? who are on your list exactly, who are not yeah. immediately going to give you money, like what yeah. would push those people over? Because people who are already going to give you money, they're going to give you money and they're going to give yeah. you what they can. Yeah. But... There are those people who they might not like. They might be interested, but they might not have given you money. What could you offer them to make them say, "Now I'm giving you money"? And value is hard. Yeah, value, value is super is hard. Value is very, very hard. A lot of people just love the free ticket thing. Well, like, yeah, well, yeah, you know. I mean, that's. I mean, that's our the yeah. one one thing that we have is the experience, and the way to give the experience is the ticket. Yeah. But that ticket is only going to get us so. Far. That ticket is, it's not the answer because we, we only have so many of those mm-hmm. and we only have those at a certain rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. They only make you so much. If that, yeah. if that bum in that seat was going to be that much money anyway. Yes. Yeah. Then I think like ideally your, let's say your $20 level, you get a ticket to the show. Ideally those go first like in the first couple of days mm-hmm. because those are your those are your pre-sales those are the bombs are already going to be in seats and those are the ones that you want you want to fill that first 24 hours with. Mm-hmm. i think you want to limit though like you don't want to be because you know you can either put your perk out there so that it's um unlimited mm-hmm. or you can say you can say you can cap it at like we have 20 tickets here for this much or like i have like 10 t-shirts or whatever I don't know why would you only offer 10 t-shirts, but 
Um, you I can, also like the super special ones. Like yes, maybe they're yeah, the embroidered yeah. version. Yeah. They say premium things are are um, what is it? more desirable then. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're in mm. yeah they're special in demand, demand, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, there is that psychology too, where it's like, oh, there's only five of those things. I want that. Yeah. I yeah. think that they it's sometimes uncomfortable for for some artists, and I won't speak for everybody, but the idea mm-hmm. of you have to understand how to manipulate and how marketing manipulates. You have to understand oh, yeah. what oh, those mechanisms are. So and true. for some of us, that's really hard to be like, I don't want to manipulate people. Yeah, it's not yeah, what it's no. about. It's a business. But it's They can't Super separate hard. the art and the business. I know. Well, it, we're yeah. not like, oh God, like we are, you know, we're artists. We give, we do the we do the thing, but we don't often look at it like a business, like it has to. Because it's so personal. Yeah. It's oh, made yeah. from us. Yeah. Yeah. And that's some people I find when I'm, when I'm helping them, when I'm helping clients, um, uh, that they have a problem boasting or not even getting to the word boasting, but even just selling what they're doing and, 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 and putting it out there in such a way. And also like the, the fact that it's like, Oh, but I need money. Like money yeah. is such a dirty subject mm-hmm. for, for a lot of artists. And it's just like, but we all need to eat. Yes. We're, kind of, yeah. we're kind of fed this idea that the art should come from you. You should do it. Even if you, even if you weren't, Paid for it, so it's yeah. somehow and suffer for it's your art. Brown coated with this idea yeah. of like you shouldn't ask about money, as opposed to being like, no, we are valid citizens of the world, and what we do is a valid profession as well as a calling. Yeah. Some people are born to be accountants, and yes. they love it, and they love being able to do that. But there's no shame in someone following that passion no. and asking about money. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, it's their job, but <laughs> no, no, it's, <laughs> maybe not the best example. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> but it's funny because you know I'm thinking about all the times when. I might like. I was thinking about. Okay, so I need to tell people about my show. What? Tell people about my show? It's like you know, I'm embarrassed to sell my show, which is like, why am I embarrassed to talk about this thing that I'm doing? Yeah, if you're excited about something, people attract that, and it's magnetic. Yeah. Like if you are excited and truly your heart burns to talk about this, yeah, people will latch on to that because they love to feel passion. Yeah. And as soon as like you're like, this is my show. This is what it is. I'm yeah. excited about it. People are in. They're excited. Yeah. Right? I wonder how many crowdfunding campaigns are put out there for, we got to do a show. Let's do this public domain show. And they're doing it because they feel like they should put on a show. As mm. opposed to going, they need to put this on is a show. important yeah. for me. This yeah. is something, either it's something I need to say or this playwright hasn't been done in a hundred years somehow and I, I, this material needs to be done. Like, I wonder if there's a way to find out which of these projects that really get funded are those passion projects mm. and which are the ones yeah. that yeah. are like, I, let's put on Twelfth Night because I haven't done it yet. And it comes yeah. through, it comes yeah, through yeah. their videos, you know, that mm. they really drive those trailers and teasers and whatnot and to be really uh, transparent um, about your process and what you really need and why you're here and whatnot. And, and those videos can make or break I think a lot campaign. of people discount that video. They I have really seen, do. I have seen so many crowdfunding campaigns for theater where either they didn't do a video or their video was, I need money for my show. And not yeah. like that because they're performers, but it's basically a guy talking to the camera when you can do so much more. Haley's video kicks some ass. Like yeah. it was, <laughs> link it in oh, this I'm going to link it in this podcast. Ass off yeah, on you it. did. And we spent it a shows. whole day shooting it and we had guys cutting it and mixing sound and we recorded a, a, like a voiceover. Yeah. We put the work into it. But like I had to have a team of people who were willing to do that for free. Yeah. And that was the shittiest mm-hmm. fucking thing I had to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was like use these people's talents that they should be paid for. Like 
yeah. into the you know three three uh, figures. Yeah. You know money yeah. to do this, and it was like I had good friends. Yeah. That's what it was. Whoa. I mean, so you gotta, it was like one day on the friends, but yeah. Yeah, for for a little bit. Yeah. But it's not forever. No. Because and that's the thing. Like we've got people off. making films for that. We're going to ask some. Yeah. I was at a, a form and. This, the the one creator was saying, I hate when people ask me what my budget was, because I got this film made using my connections and my network mm -hmm. and people giving you little perks here and there because they care about you and your piece. Mm -hmm. So as much as <laughs> as much as the asking for money question is difficult and we have a hard time sometimes as artists seeing how it's a business, it's so important for us to see it as a business and as that exchange of time and goods because that's how stuff gets done yeah. yeah that's how when when you yourself are willing to give to somebody else for their good cause yeah. and being able to accept that other people are giving for your cause it's part of it's part of that exchange it's part of the bartering network and it's part of our money network that um again as artists we're just not we're just not cultured to accept that mm -hmm. or not i think we're just not conditioned to say that's okay and yes everybody we want everyone to get paid i totally agree with that point um so I, I wonder if the question partly is like, where where do we draw that balance, and how or how do you yourself reconcile that imaginary balance? Well, that is, I mean, it's it's there's a little bit of a dichotomy there when you're thinking about you know, and you know, you've got people who are willing to donate their time so that yeah. you can get paid. Yeah. it's like you love them for it. I mean, partially I think they do it number one because they believe in you, but number two, I think that they do it because they know you might not get paid. <laughs> like oh, yeah, that might be like the crowdfunding like, thing. Oh, that could be it. all you get. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's again, it's about people around you who believe in your project as mm -hmm. much as you do, yeah. and that all comes from being really self-critical about what it is you're making. Yeah, because there are a lot of shows mm -hmm. that I see that I'm yeah. like, yeah, why? Why is no, yeah. no one gives a fuck? And, and I was like, always told, to, why this? Why now? Yeah. yeah, and you have to be able to give something to the audience and give something to your performers and everyone that you're casting and and that's how you get someone to care yeah. to, to put that work into it it's like always thinking about the other person not yeah. thinking about yourself and your art it's not about yeah. you it's about an audience yeah that is the most important thing yeah no there's and i don't i haven't been i haven't been to there Man, I, oh. there were years when I would go to all these events and they'd be like, we're doing a panel on, on, let's talk about our theater companies and things like this. And this was like maybe 10 years ago. But the number of times I heard like be in a room of, of people who are like indie theater makers and they would stand up and they'd talk about the theater company. And the first thing they say is we believe in art for artists. And I was like, fuck you, <laughs> art for artists. No. What about your fucking audience? That's it is infuriating. <laughs> and I, I think I hear it a little bit less, but sometimes there are people who still, I think, have that. It's art for artists. Or the, your favorite one, uh, this is about my struggle. Oh yeah, yeah. This oh is about my, my struggle with no. Face. Come on, I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> exactly that. Exactly that. Um, there's, I mean, the, the the passion has to come through. It's really important. But one of the things that I, I am, it just it occurred to me. I there's, you know, in Kickstarter has a certain way of doing their uh, platform where it is like if you don't make your goal, you don't get your money, and that's scary. Oh yeah. Indiegogo lets you make the choice. And yeah. so does the Fund What You Can site. Mm -hmm. And Adriana and I were at this um, workshop last fall about the Fund What You Can network. And there was a guy there and he doesn't really, he didn't really know theater, but he knew crowdfunding. And so he was talking about uh, 
what tends to work is that um, while the safe one where you get whatever you get seems like a great idea, that apparently people are more likely to donate to a campaign where you risk not doing it. The risk it actually pushes people. Yeah. Yeah. And it pushes the uh, the campaigner, yeah. I guess. Would that be the right word? Sure. Um, it pushes the campaigner as well. They say that because you've set that goal and you can't get it, people are more likely to take those that extra one minute, that extra one hour to finally reach that goal because because it, it is that big. Risk. But it is fucking them. scary. Like Terrifying. if I think about, yeah. like if I thought about the campaigns that we did do um, for the Keystone Theater and stuff, the idea of doing a campaign where we might not get any money, That's not cool. that was not cool. That was like like we could get some money, which is better than no money. Mm-hmm. You probably but, lowered your goal even too. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. I actually looking like every so often I look at theater uh, campaigns on Indiegogo, uh, and I see or on Kickstarter, and I see a five hundred dollar campaign. They're like, "We made our goal," and I was like, "What does a five hundred dollar campaign even get you?" <laughs> Except for the back. fact that you get to say, "We made our goal." Yeah, I don't even know what the point of that Maybe is. Maybe just to say we made our goal. Yes, yeah, so the next campaign is after one successful campaign. Yes, yes. That's another, because that's yeah. another thing they add on the Indiegogo uh, when you're creating the campaign. Mm-hmm. They say write about your previous successes. If yeah. you've had another uh, campaign that works, mm-hmm. so people are more likely to trust you with their money. Fair. Fair. What's interesting is what you were saying about, about calling people in advance, Siobhan, mm-hmm. was about getting those people, is that doesn't just get you some money up front. But if all those people do that on that first day, that does raise the profile of the campaign getting it mm-hmm. like on the front page of the, the Indiegogo site or whatever yeah. it is, making it more visible to people, which could get it outside of your network. Which yeah, is it's all these factors clever. to help. Yeah, because yeah, you talk about not being able to get outside your network. Yeah. And they say that that's Aww. one of the ways to do it is the more successful it is earlier on, the more likely it is to get out. Then again, I mean, but the, the successful campaigns we see out there are like Mystery Science Theater yeah. or Sarah Michelle Geller, like these enormous campaigns I so rarely see um, crowdfunding campaigns that are outside my network by more than one person no it's 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 interesting because mm-hmm. if we and it, when I think of the successful campaigns the hugely successful campaigns the people doing them have some form of celebrity like Sarah Michelle Geller yeah. Amanda Palmer mm-hmm. um, you've got uh, uh, the oatmeal who has a huge following you've got all these Mars reboot yeah, mm-hmm. you also yeah. have the money to create the perks that people want, mm-hmm. and yeah. you have the like marketing, mm-hmm. marketing a team of them. Yeah, like you have people. I mean, yeah. us, we're like doing you know threefold the work. Yeah, like, no, we're like creating the show on a team of- and <laughs> doing all of like the full time yeah. job of trying to get the the campaign out there. Mm-hmm. But speaking of like going outside your network, have you guys ever done an Indiegogo campaign before? No, I have. Like, did you get the emails from people who work for Indiegogo going like, hey, I can help oh, you. Oh, fuck those guys. Your, your, yeah, watch out for and that. And they call you. They, they call they, you. They, they call, I had people leaving messages on my phone being like, no, we see your campaign and it looks really promising. You have a lot of great images and your video is fantastic. And to show that he's been looking at my uh-huh. campaign. Yeah. And then it goes... Yeah, so if you pay $300, literally, yeah, $300, and that's a discount price from $600, yeah, my ass, mm. um, <laughs> we can boost your network to over $1 million. I, I actually have 
I actually have gotten those emails running it's a campaign. Ridiculous. It's like just immediate delete. Like nonstop. It is constant yeah. trolls. They are marketing it's trolls. Constant. It is, and they're that is their business. That is their right? business. Yeah. It's similar to there. There used to be this company, the Domain Registry of Canada or Domain Registry of America, who mm-hmm. would contact you. Uh, six months after you registered your domain, saying that your domain is expiring yeah. and you need to pay yeah. them. But what they're actually doing is, if you read the five, fine print, you're transferring the domain to them for more money. So you pay mm-hmm. a transfer fee to them, and then your your fee goes from like ten dollars to forty dollars, mm-hmm. yeah. and whatever. So it's like it's like these people who are like scouring the 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 like the internet to find these things so that they can prey upon your need. To make that goal, and so I could scary. see, I could see so falling scary. for that. Like, if they could do it, yeah. If like, you're not would that be worth? Savvy, like, yeah. People who are out to get your money and things like that. Like, I mean, they make they set it up so nice too. Like when they send you the emails, it's all official. They have the Indiegogo. Even mm. the server mm. is under. You know, you're looking and 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 the the emails all nicely framed. Mm-hmm. And it's just perfect. Wow. It's flawless. And you know, there are, I know enough people who are, you know, there are more, I know more people who are like internet savvy, like they have, you know, that website, Twitter, that sort of stuff. But I know there are more who don't and they might like yeah. dip their toe into the crowdfunding thing and get that email mm-hmm. and think that, oh man, this is like, great. This is great. Mm-hmm. For $300. Yeah. I mean, there are some more reasonable ones yeah. too. Like for $26, well, you know, yeah. there's so many of them. They just, they throw things in your of face. Course. They throw like the potential of getting like. I've forgotten more about. Time. I've forgotten yeah. about those. That's a good one. That's a yeah. good one for people to hear about. Oh yeah, you gotta watch out for that. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. It's such a it's such a a, a, a a tough spot because for indie theater makers, the question is, how do we afford to do this? Mm-hmm. Like. There's only so many fundraisers you can throw. Yeah. And, right? <laughs> you like, can't do another. Once you do it once, you can't really do it again. Like, if you like, do. At least for a year. Like, you can no, it's like, you've got to make it stunning. Like, the yeah. theater companies, the theater companies that throw fundraisers have somebody whose job it is yeah. Oh, yeah. to do that work and people to whom to delegate all the nitty gritty mm-hmm. tasks. And mm-hmm. you see them coming up with ideas that are innovative for them or for their brand or for what they're doing so those of us in the indie world where we're making our own stuff it's like if you're going to if you're going to do some kind of fundraiser it's got to be something unique and interesting or some kind of party yeah. or oh, some yeah. kind oh, of thing so that hard. is yeah. that people are really going to find again that value and experience yeah. the value yeah. and even just how do you afford it i mean i, I yeah. like to think of it as you know what i am an artist and some people are um you know, work, work in IT, you know, and those people have to start small too. Mm-hmm. They have to start doing contracts yeah. that only last two weeks mm-hmm. and they only get paid 15 bucks an hour and then they have to find a new job after that. It's like, if you think of the world as we're all the same and yeah. we're all in the same boat, then you start to think less that mm-hmm. I'm the victim yeah. and I am someone who can't afford my art. Like, Oops. you have to think like, okay, now what is my next step? I have a, have a plan of attack. Yeah. Like, I tried crowdfunding. Now what is my next goal? Okay, well, I'm going to try to do grants. Yeah. If that doesn't work, I'm going to try to do something else. 
sometimes and I'm also, gonna have to like pay out of my pocket. Exactly. But and like, it's also like that is only temporary. Yeah. This time. Yeah. You know, it's the being able to cycle yes. through Keep and to trying. go and also we talked about a little bit about the project itself. Like maybe what's what's um appropriate or the best fit for this project. Yeah. It's, yeah, because yeah. it could be How that the project needs to be shelved for a while as well. If you keep hitting roadblocks, maybe it isn't, you know, why right this project, the project right now, yeah. that it needs to be something that needs to be put away and not something yeah. else. Because the other thing that I think people forget as well, there's that old adage about um, in a new business, because again, we're talking about indie theater as a business, mm-hmm. um, that you're not going to be in the black for the first five years. Mm-hmm. That you need to expect that you will not make a profit for the first five years. That you will actually be in deficit for the yeah. first five yeah. years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do projects that are not to the scale of Broadway musical Wicked in your first five years, but have like long-term goals of like, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. But yeah. for now, let's do some site-specific things. Let's build some clout. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do some two-hander shows. Um, let's get my following on Twitter. Let's get, you know, 50 seats at Red Sandcastle Theater filled yeah. first before, you know, you start booking factory or yeah. whatever. Like, it's it's the steps. Mm-hmm. And I think that yeah. as artists, our hearts are so full and our babies that we create are so precious that we forget that we do need to scale it back to the business side mm-hmm. where it's like, I want to put, you know, my proverbial baby, the, the script that I wrote or I just found this beautiful Jacobian piece that I could definitely see myself in and whatnot – uh, and I'm going to kind of throttle that shit. I'm going to produce it. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. throw my weight behind it. And I'm going to do that. Nobody shows up. Like, it, it, it just is a depending of why this, why now. Yeah. If I've been doing, you know, successful two-handers at Fringe, where I only have to foot the bill for $750, mm-hmm. and, you know, I show up every day. Instead of paying people, I show up every day, and it's my time instead of my money where I billboard myself, and I go mm-hmm. and I shake hands, and I give out comps, and, like, you rise in that ladder. Like, a lot of people tend to forget that there is also a ladder in theater, not so not so staunch and not so visual as in the corporate ladder. And that's say. direct, yeah, as well. Yeah, not yeah. Oh, and it's wibbly wobbly, timely. Like you know, it's it's I very doc- yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very Doctor Who. Like you can be the bell of the ball of of Fringe and sell out and do the cross Canada tour, and then the next year. Where are you? You know, yeah. so you're like, Starbucks yeah. for a couple of weeks. Exactly. Well, and, and you yeah. have, that is not a failure. And I think that the other but thing we're too, to believe it is. No, of we, we are. are. We are we led are. to believe. That's very, very true. Is the fact that just because you're not at the top, 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 or the bell of the ball anymore, you feel that you're a failure, and you start seeing your work as a failure, and you start going through that as well, and not seeing it as a building block, as a stepping stone, mm-hmm. and as a clout builder, mm-hmm. yeah, and seeing it for a positive. Everything, everything that you do builds towards the thing that you're doing. So one failure, that's a lesson learned rather than a failure. Yeah. You know? yeah. It, that's hard. Yeah. That's life too, oh, man. Like, well, like, well, yeah, failure is yeah. hard. It's failure. hard to swallow. Failure yeah. is hard to swallow. I hate it. Yeah. But it, it does, does come back to like, how are we, how are we conditioned to see that? Mm-hmm. Are we, yes, it may feel awful, but then get yourself to having a conversation with yourself or with someone who's professional in that area of, well, what can I learn from this? Yeah. If you had no bums and seats, talk to a marketing manager. Yeah. Um, if you if you had some bums and seats but all really terrible reviews so nobody came back and no one shared the word, then, I mean, if you wrote the piece yourself, maybe you do need to dramaturg or maybe you yeah. do need to talk to a playwright that you trust whose structure you love and go, what didn't work about this play? Yeah. It goes like, back to our yeah. listening. Yeah. You yeah. have people advising your work who are yeah. honest with you. Someone well, who's going to tell you that your work is bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah, call yeah. You out. that's the only way you learn. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I'm, I'm very blessed and fortunate to have a very close relationship with one of my professors mm. who comes and sees my shows and tells me everything that didn't work. Mm. Absolutely everything. Mm. And I'm sitting there like, oh, okay. Yeah, of like, course, yeah. My heart is being yeah. ripped out of my chest. My baby is ugly. Know, my baby is ugly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know that he's doing it for the better good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I know he wants me to do well. And that's what I want. Yeah. So, like, tell me everything that mm -hmm. didn't work well. I want to know everything. Yeah. And then I know my work is on the right track. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Make changes that night. Mm -hmm. And I went on stage and I did a different beginning to my show. Because, mm -hmm. like, that's what you got to do. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the industry, right? Yeah, like and that's the work. other thing is not being precious about your babies. Oh, listening, yeah. listening and, yeah. and, and providing space to change. It's hard, so but hard. more buttons will be in seats. More people will be listening, you know, to you if, if you do make that change. And someone who knows more than you than yeah. about theater, who has you know designed or directed 150 shows in their lifetime, and you just started. Yeah. Like I don't have the kind of knowledge that my professors have. Not no. even close. I admit that. Yeah. You know, but I have a lot to learn. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. And it's putting your focus on what is the work as opposed to what is the work I have done. Yeah. yeah. What's oh, the thing yeah. I have put out mm. is not the same as what's what's the work itself. The work itself is the doing, is yeah. the listening to the audience and saying what do what resonates with them. What's the story I'm trying to tell oh, and yeah. am I telling it? Oh, but yeah. again, kill yes. your babies because you know, we get attached yes. to this idea the thing I've done is so oh. perfect. So I, I actually want to bring it. what you said back to the idea of, of, of crowdfunding. Mm -hmm. Telling the story. Uh -huh, yep. The crowdfund is a story and if you and you have to make the people care about it. Even the people who already care about you, make them care about the story mm -hmm. of your yes, project, you know? Yeah. It is a story and you have to look at it like that, I think. Because I think a lot of places, uh, there, there, there are probably a lot of theater, uh, indie theater companies who look at, okay, so I can't throw that big fundraiser because I don't have somebody. The answer is crowdfunding yeah, if yeah. I do this thing. <laughs> And it's, it's not if you don't do it right. well or right, yeah. you know? Okay. And especially with the video, you have to capture someone in the first five seconds. Oh, mm -hmm. shit, yeah. You have to have your elevator pitch, like, down to five seconds. Yeah. Because people's attention spans these days are only, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to mention that earlier, this idea of, like, the, the elevator speech and, and all these little things that are really important for business and enticing people to like your product. I think sometimes when we get embarrassed about wanting to talk about our projects is because we have a history of going, I'm doing this most amazing thing and all you can all you can do is burst about it. Yeah. And for some people it's too much. Mm -hmm. So yeah. again it comes back, what's that manipulation? Like how do I entice you to ask me more? How do I how do I market myself? What's my what's my elevator speech? What are the little things I can do to get you excited about the thing I'm doing? Because yeah. yes I'm excited, but how do I how do I temper that? As a person that can often say too much and go too far, this <laughs> is like the thing I need to learn. But I guess for some people it's the other way. It's learning to be able to say enough in the right times and actually burst about it's it. being concise. So yeah, I mean, it they, is. Uh, this yeah. was like Which ironically took me three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> last year my program was learning how to condense what you want to say your show is in what it would take to get to the next floor in an elevator. Yeah. Ah, it's, it's like it's your the line. hardest yeah. thing and that's same yeah and same thing with like uh, a mandate for a company yeah 50 words takes you days to write yeah. because you have to know what it is that you're making mm -hmm. and people have to get that yeah like in it's, one sentence yeah. <laughs> you know like there are so many mandates i read where i'm like that's 
that's garbage or yeah i understand exactly what that is yeah. like soul pepper for example yeah. you know they what does soul pepper do they um produce original canadian works i think yeah they do right i think yeah they produce no they're they're they, classic they, they are, are they classic, do classical theater they do both yeah. i think they're they, getting more they, into yeah. into original Canadian work, Kings yeah. Convenience was like a big one for them. Yeah, And they right. are fostering it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, like new development, yeah. like that's yeah. what Soul Pepper does. Yeah. Or like uh, Stratford um, re-envisions Shakespeare. Yeah. Like that's what they do. Okay, I get that. Yeah. You know, that's for certain audiences. Yeah. People. So what do you do? What do yeah. you do? What do you do? Like, the interesting right? thing is that, that a really good experience for coming up with that elevator pitch yeah. is actually Fringe. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. First off, my nightmare, my nightmare is what I do is what I have to do for Fringe is walk up and talk to total strangers. That's yeah. like that's like makes me ill. But it's like you have to walk up to somebody, talk to them quickly, give them your pitch for the show, grab them quickly, and then you know you're done. And that like you have to learn how to be concise. Um, and uh, that's sort of like how you would do like your 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 crowdfunding video. Mm -hmm. You know, grab them in that, grab them quick. Get them, get them quick, because they probably are not going to watch your whole video. But maybe if you can grab them early, they they will, like, you know, maybe fund your thing. So I guess that comes back to also knowing why this, why, why now? Absolutely. <laughs> Say it with excitement yeah. in five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, we've we've said it a couple of times. Is that the why now? Why this? Like that kind of passion, like have, knowing why you're doing it and the passion for it comes across in your campaign yeah. um, rather than I'm doing, you know, I haven't done Midsummer Night's Dream before, so I'm doing it now. I'm getting too old for this role. Help me put yeah. it up before. <laughs> 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 These are words you hear a lot, why here, why now? And yeah. I think we hear them so much that they become a stock language that we yeah. ignore um, without actually thinking about it. Yeah. I think another way to rephrase it, to give it a fresh perspective, is uh, something I read recently it was um, instead of asking what you want to be or answering what you want to be when you grow up, um, the question is, what do you want to change mm. about now? Mm. What mm. is it that mm. you want to see change? I'm like, yeah. Like, mm. how do we make a change? Mm. Right? That's what we're looking for. That's what we should be reflecting. Yeah. What is it mm. that we want to change? Yeah. Mm. I definitely want to see that more than how can I waste this hour? Like, I feel yeah. like, like theater that is asking, what will I change by doing this? What yeah. will, like, why why this? Why now? It does definitely yeah. change yeah. in my mind, too. If I put this on, you know, what will people see and how will it change their lives? How will it change, you know, on that? Like, just how that, that bubble gets bigger. Mm -hmm. Because that is more interesting to me as an artist. And I think also, you know, going back, going back, going bigger, rather, um, like, that, that whole human condition of, like, I would rather see that show. Mm. Then you know the seven hundredth showing of Romeo and Juliet and roughs in you know classical thing like mm -hmm. I just I don't I don't need to see the same thing over and over yeah. again. Mm -hmm. um, but if it's going to, if there's going to be change if there's going to be something that that actually stimulates me then yes I want to be here now. Mm -hmm. So definitely mm -hmm. I agree with that for sure. And a lot of people do not ask that. No, they don't because no. they want they want to they yeah. want to do the cool show that has yeah. like cool bits. Well, they, or like they're self-serving. Yeah, yeah. There's, there is actually a lot of, and, and we all know. I'm not calling anybody up, but we all know the. I've always wanted to play that role, so I'm going to do it. 
Yeah. Or, or your example of, I'm getting too old to play Juliet. I have to do it I now. Do it now. So, <laughs> whatever that is. I mean, know. to each their own. Because Absolutely. I'm probably going to do that in another five years for the last five years. I've always wanted to play Kathy. Of course. God forbid you people see it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it is definitely, it's, it's something that, again, as long as, I mean, that can be the reason of why this, why now. But, but. Do, do you really think that people are going to throw money behind that? <laughs> no, that's not no, a that's the that's, it that's is a, re- it's a realistic I really question. I yeah. people understand yeah. that, sure, you can do theater the Kenneth Brunaway because you want to play Hamlet and you want yeah. to be the star and you want to yeah. direct it and you want to do all of the things, but people probably won't pay for it. No. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, just, like, own that ugly baby and, and you go, that. girl, but, yeah. like... Yeah. And know Ooh. that and be like respectful of that. But because like, that's yeah. the other side of crowdfunding is the shaming that comes after it. Oh, like the yeah. you know the, this didn't get made. How dare you? Yeah. I was really excited yeah. about this, and they might shame their audience. I've seen that as well. Oh, where, and, and, oh, have you seen that with the crowdfunding campaign? I, I, that is like, I have. The campaigner shames or the. the the potential funders. No, no, the, the the campaigners are just like, well, guys, we're gonna have to call off. We didn't make it. Thanks, you know, yeah. for nothing uh, kind uh. of deal. Like like that coming across uh. on their channels, being uh. like, we really <laughs> wanted to bring this to you, but but fuck you guys, hands yeah, in the no. air. You know, wow. like what are we yeah. supposed to do? We asked you, and you didn't you didn't support mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. this isn't getting made. I'm like, wait, what? All right, that's, the, that's the same kind of guy that well, that's the same way to burn the same person that that that. Uh, uh, writes a rebuttal to their bad review. Oh, we all know that guy, too. Specifically, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't do that. You can't do that. Please, everybody listening, please don't do that. There are two things that you don't do. Do not shame your audience. Do not rebut uh, a a, uh, a review and like if you don't make your crowdfunding campaign, genuinely thank the people who backed it. <gasps> yeah, like genuinely thank those people because they might do it again. Because they might do like, it again. Like your audience is totally not thinking about the long term goals. No. Again, it comes back to like I want to make this project as opposed to what is my what is my raison d'être? What is yeah. why am I here? Yeah, yeah. And that continues beyond this project. Yes, it sucks yeah. when you don't get to do the thing you want to do because you believe and you want that thing to happen. But you can't then go around and say, fuck you all for yeah, not no. funding me. Yeah. Because that that means you, yeah. you definitely won't get things from those people. Because it follows you. That just means it's that not you just the project no. that dies. No. It, it goes with you as your cloud, Absolutely. right? In social media, you're going to lose followers for that. Or you're going to get the kind of followers that are like, yeah, he just told everyone to fuck themselves. I want to back that guy. Like, you'll get They're actually not going to back you. friendly trolls. Those guys, those friendly <laughs> trolls are not going to back you. There's no such thing as a friendly troll. No, oh, yeah, because they're, they're just trolling you. They're not actually going to back you. They're going to be like, yeah, do another one. So we're going to watch you say fuck you again. But it's <laughs> like, care. no, they don't. But it's 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 like, it's it's all about like, you know, you have to think about what does this mean? If you don't make your goal, how do you deal with that? Learning from your failure. how do you failure. learn from it? Because... If we just do the same thing over and over again. That is the definition of insanity. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet, and yet, I can look at certain companies' uh, uh, crowdfunding campaigns and see the same thing every Every time. time. Same post. I've actually heard. Same description, the same kind of video, same thing every time. I've heard from from working with uh, theater companies that they're like, well, you know, we're just we're going to do it again, but we're we're going to not do it in the fall and the winter months because then everybody's thinking about Christmas, so they don't want to spend money on us. So we're gonna we're gonna do it again, and we're gonna do it in like 
February or March. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, but they also, wants, but I don't think your wallet is that much. It's not no. as informed by the seasons as one thinks. No, but often when I see that, <laughs> you know what January. they do, you know what they do when they, when they do it in a different <laughs> month? Yeah. All right, all right, all right. I'll give you a January. <laughs> what I see is when they do it in a different month, they just sort of pick up the old campaign. This is what I'm saying. And they just sort of plug it into this campaign, and it's the same They legitimize thing. it by yeah. saying, oh, well, maybe in the summertime it'll be better. Yeah. Absolutely. It's yeah. a great reminder that, oh, what are we? We are creativity. So apply that to the business model. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I guess that's the hard part is if, you, if you're not business savvy or you don't believe you're business savvy or mm -hmm. you believe what people have told you that, oh, you're an artist, you don't know business. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then you won't feel free to apply it. Like... I think it's, it's one of those things I'm a big fan of like, okay, how do I work within this red tape maze? Mm -hmm. So find the bits that are meant to be the creative expression part and do yeah. that. And if you're not a writer, find a friend who is a writer or a better writer than you are at least. Yeah. Give them your ideas. And that's, how, that's how I got my first grant. <laughs> is I talked to a friend who's great at grant writing and I said, this is a thing I want to do. Please help me. I will pay you for your time and you'll get more if I get the grant. Yeah. Um, because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to navigate that red tape by myself mm -hmm. so I called on someone for help and I, th I think because crowdfunding is so new it can be difficult to find those mentors or those people who are mm -hmm. talented at manipulating yeah, that system it is I th you know we're making classes are out there look for the classes yes. the classes yeah, yeah. look for the pdfs and read them it's 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 similar to social media research. social media <laughs> is the same sort of thing because there's a lot of people who are like ah social media I can just put up my event on social media and it uh, will come, you know, that sort of thing. It's just like the social media is the solution and, and Adriana has her head in her hands because this is what she does and people don't listen to her when they say it's not that. And, ah! yeah, right? So I think that, that, that it's one of those things where it's not the solution. It's a tool. It is a tool. In the toolbox. Yes. And I just am silently <laughs> raging. I don't actually have anything good to say at this point <laughs> other than... <laughs> Like I'm just, I'm just really rageful. Um, again, going back to you know looking to your mentors and stuff, I wanted to say that um, something that we keep going back to is like, how do you get the perks and how do you get the people to help you if you don't have the money? Like that's what you're doing. You're trying yeah. to find the money, <laughs> guys. Think like buns. Trade that shit. Mm. What can yeah. you give to people? Can you give them your time? Can you give them things that you no longer need? Can you barter that stuff? Yeah. Like. Um, once upon a time, um, I reached out to Siobhan and it was like, uh, you know, can we, can we barter about circus stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like that you would teach me circus and that I would bake for you or something silly. Mm -hmm. Like it, it doesn't have to be monetary gain behind yeah. all of the scenes oh, I, too. I, cookies are very potent currency. <laughs> <laughs> they're like Bitcoin. Come true. on. They're totally Bitcoin. They're Bitcoin. Bitcoin. <laughs> yes. Feeding, feeding artists is yeah. a thing, you know, starving yeah. artists. Let's find yeah. yeah. But like, yeah. reach out. You never know. Um, because I mean, it, it never hurts to ask. And I really, I really wanted to, to point out, uh, Phil mentioned Amanda Palmer. Um, and I'm a huge fan of her book, The Art of Asking. Yeah. And that really feeds into this conversation is mm -hmm. it is an art. Yeah. Asking, you know, not just being like, hey, give me a thing. Um, there is an art to being able to ask for what you really need and also to ask with grace and to ask with knowing like that, knowing how to ask, like maybe not walking up to some stranger and being like, Hey, come see the show for a hundred bucks without knowing your log line, without knowing the reasons why and whatnot. Like again, doing all of that research uh, before your campaign. Um, but that reaching out to mentors, um, and you know, just saying, 
you know, maybe that, that very first instance is I would love to take you out for dinner. What's yeah. your favorite place? Uh, if you can't make, if you can't, uh, afford that, that dinner, make them dinner. Um, see, even if like, do they have dogs? I'll totally be your dog walker for the next six months yeah. or whatever you want to barter. Like think outside the box of the money restraints, because I know that that's something that really gets people itchy is that you don't have money to begin with. Try and think outside of that box. And what do you have to offer that would not devalue you? Because that's the other thing yeah. too, is that. You, you don't want to clean toilets. Don't offer to clean toilets. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Know what you're putting out there yeah. because somebody's going to say yes. Yeah. And then you're going to be like, ah, oh, crap, man, i got to do it. Yeah. Um, and so know your value as well. And, and, and going back to Haley's Excel sheet, maybe make an Excel sheet for what you're willing to put up yeah. and like what, yeah. what monetary and bartering goods that you can put out on the table to be like, all right, what do you give me for this? Yeah. Because I need your help. Yeah. It's... It's really interesting that whole, and you know, a number of times I've thought about, about Amanda Palmer's book, The Art of Asking, because that art of asking is this thing that we often have trouble with. I have trouble with it. Like, just coming out and saying, like, the, that's what a crowdfund is. Like, mm -hmm. I need money. And it's a creative way of, of asking for it, but also giving for it, too. And in the same way that we often have trouble with, like, promoting ourselves we often have trouble asking for things mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as well and i found her book like really helpful just generally um we're almost at, at an hour and i never intended to have any like this was just going to be a discussion about crowdfunding and there isn't a solution <laughs> i don't think if there was Not a solution white, no. if, if there was a solution i would immediately delete this podcast <laughs> and sell a course yeah. in how to do a, a successful crowdfunding nice. campaign and I would, that would be my living. But I think that maybe we've, we've had some, some really uh, good ideas and, and hopefully a lot to think about. I know I got a lot to think about. Yeah. And uh, I want to thank you all, Haley, Siobhan, Adriana, for, for, for coming on and being a part of the, this, this uh, thank you. first of my uh, roundtable discussions. It's great. Thank you. Thank you.